Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Oh, Hello, Fulcha, bienvenido. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Airvision podcast. You are very, very welcome. Connor, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Still tired. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah. I think we're slowly getting back into things. But, yeah, no, I'm all good. How are Busy you? Busy weekend. Yeah, good. Busy weekend. More national selections. And there are two in particular we have to dive into today. Mm-hmm. Norway and Spain. I attempted to butcher some of their lovely languages <laughs> in our intro. Just really quickly first though. Yeah. Slovenia dropped a song. Mm-hmm. Just in and, the middle of it all. Well, not only did they just drop a song, they dropped a kind of a live presentation mm-hmm. of it. Joker out. Yeah. Carpe diem. Mm-hmm. Seize the day. Yeah. <laughs> Did they seize it? They did. It took me a day now to get into it, but it did because I had I was quickly getting ready and I saw the video premiering on the YouTube channel, on the Eurovision channel, and it was the music video. And I liked the song, but I didn't really fully, I guess, invest myself into it. And yeah, it was nice. Added to the scoreboard app, put it on. And then I saw the live performance that dropped yesterday or some sometime. I, I missed yeah. it. But anyway, I watched it and it clicked. And the audience interaction, the lads, they all gave charismatic kind of performances themselves, but also together at the same time. And I really, really like this. And I think this is going to do quite well. Um. You know, boy bands, once they give that kind of, you know, persona and, you know, loving view mm. through the camera with eye contact and oh, everything like that. the eyes. People will vote at home and I'm excited. My one pet peeve though, if there's any... Po- I know this hasn't been mentioned, but don't translate this into English. Because some <laughs> countries tend to do that. Don't touch this. This is perfect. Leave it alone. But I really like it. Lou, you go on ahead now because I know that you are... Quite the fan of this. This is my winner so far. Oh, really? Now, in fairness, wow. I didn't see just the music video before. I saw the live first. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's like, in fairness, I think over the last few years, Slovenia has been good. Yeah. They haven't been terrible. They've had a few peaks and troughs, a few, a few dips, a few highs, a few lows, a few hits, a few misses. But overall, they're trying and they're... 
sending kind of they're on like a slower trajectory to the Czech Republic I would say mm-hmm. um but wow this it's like Slovenia have come kicking into the competition this year they haven't like tiptoed in they haven't strolled in they've kicked down the door and they are here mm-hmm. and there's no way that's not going to be in the final on the Saturday with that live presentation whoa and also I absolutely loved that they performed disco and they had the lead yeah. singer from that group come out and join them. Disco was robbed, in my humble <laughs> opinion. And they really brought disco to life as well. They're a great band. The, the reaction to them, it reminds me of the fan reaction to Maniskin. Personally, I prefer Joker Wright. Mm-hmm. I think, like, they're, I don't know, they're more for me. I would absolutely love to go to Eurovision in Slovenia. Ljubljana, like I said with Prague in a few episodes ago, one of my favourite cities in Europe. It's unreal. Slovenia, they've got Italian food, they've got Austrian views, they've got German efficiency and their own Slovenian charm. And I love them. <laughs> so, Joe Great, let's happy. win Eurovision. <laughs> we have like seven songs. Seven songs in. We literally have seven or eight songs. <laughs> but, oh, this is far away my winner. At present. Love them. Um, I'm quite happy this band of guys are not the same semi-final mm. as Wild Youth are. <clears throat> no, absolutely. They're not the exact same, obviously, but... Boy band, boy band. You could draw comparisons. Yeah. So, I like the way Slovenia as well, they went, you know, internal. They didn't care. Yeah. You know, EMA has been their established, you know, national final for the last few years. Yeah. And they were like, you know, no, let's go internal. We found an act, let's select them. And... It, it's a nice change of tune, you know, it just shows you that the you know, versatile in, in choosing their acts, so mm. it's nice. Um, but yeah, interested to see how this feels name. Definitely going into the final. Oh, 100%. Bring that charismatic view to the to the audience in that the semi-final. The young vote will back this, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, people will will love the appeal that the guys have. That I, I think they'll be the Lafayette of this year in terms of, you know, going to like Euros, like events. Everyone loved Lafia the Lads and I stuff like that. I didn't know what you were no, going to mean by Lafia. No, not the song. Not I was the like, song. they haven't been doing well but at the, all. <laughs> they're as bad as us. Like cities any last year, that kind of, you know, they'll, they'll be the ones in yes. the room to get everyone talking. They'll be having they'll the crack. They'll try and stage dive and hit someone in the head. Yeah, like, they won't be taking it too serious. <laughs> just there for the crack. That's I think yeah. that's the vibe they'll be going with this year. So looking forward to seeing Can't them. Can't wait to meet them. Hopefully, yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. They seem really fun. Yeah, Great no, guys. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Slovenia. Yeah. We also had... Of course, Melody Grand Prix <laughs> in Oslo, Norway. Connor, we enjoy MGP pretty much every year yeah. anyway. Kind of a funny year mm-hmm. for a few reasons. Now, in fairness to MGP, one thing they have that Melody Festival doesn't is the ability, kind of like what we touched on with Slovenia, MGP has the ability to just change things up, mix things up. Um, now, you could argue like, Melfest they don't need to mm-hmm. um, because they get it right or they do well a lot of the time but in some ways I do like how Norway fleshes out new things like for example they have done away with the previous kind of dual format mm-hmm. we were seeing and then just announcing the qualifiers from each semi-final so it gave it kind of a bit of mystery in the final as to who was going to come out on top I think ultimately I sort of felt it was going to be the two horse race, Ulrika yeah. and Alessandra, Queen of the Kings. I thought Yona might be up there. Um, kind of underrated uh, at- Atle with mm-hmm. with Masterpiece. But anyway, 
we should get stuck into the show for what it was. Connor, can we have the results, please? Yeah, so in last place was Geronimo Unami Tsunami, the boy band. They finished with 49 points. They got 19 by the jury and 30 by the televote. They were doing well to be in the final, to be honest. Yeah. That's not like, you know, they did very well. They got first to get out of the final. I would have loved and adored this group when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. So I can see that they're is an audience out there for them but I don't think they needed to go to Eurovision no me too I felt that the song was slightly dated like you were saying it, yeah. you know a couple of years ago maybe it might have been alright but I felt that it was a bit junior Eurovision mm, that would be a great junior entry yeah exactly yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't have liked this at Eurovision I don't think it would have been you know the right time for this to go they're cool guys I like their outfits. You said they'd be back as well, which wouldn't. I I could see them being back, maybe if they go off and if they do well as a group. Mm. I don't honestly really know their background. Are they newly formed or not? I'm guessing so because they seem very young. Mm -hmm. I think they're about eighteen. If they go off, do a few gigs, release a few more songs, and maybe with a bit more maturity, both musically and personally, if they come back to MGP, I think they could be great. Yeah. Next up was Swing It, fifty-one points. Connor, you go first. <laughs> um, for me, this should not have been in the final. Um, it was the, kind of the shock qualifier for me out of all the heats that we had. Not my type of music. I guess perhaps the argument might be that it could have done a Portugal 2021, have that kind of you know cool staging. But again, for me, I, I don't think this deserved to go to the final. No, everyone deserves to, you know, people are good. But I, for me, the song wasn't good enough to go to the final. I say they're great lads, everything like that, but I'm not a fan of the song. I skip it every time I'm on the MGP playlist. It's it's just not for me. Um, and as well, you know, those performances, you need that bit kind of, you know, that kind of swagger. For me, it's just a bit dead like a dodo, so no thanks. <laughs> Lee, what did you do? Connor and Lou disagreement incoming. Oh. <laughs> um, listen, in fairness, I don't stream this either, but this is a performance that you watch, you know, and you get into. And this was fun. Like, swing it. Yeah, the staging was good. I mean, listen, in fairness, I don't think it should have been going anywhere near Eurovision. But as regards the MGP final, it just brought a bit of, like, a bit of fun, a bit Mm. of swing um, between a lot of more taking themselves seriously pop songs, you know? So I appreciated this. I thought it was a bit of crack. No real harm in it being there. I, I... I think I'd probably vote for this. At Eurovision or in MGP? Like, in general. I just think it's a bit of, like... I have this thing about, like, quirky groups bringing a bit of a party, bringing yeah. a bit of a fiesta. We're going to get into Spain later. Um, even if it's not, like, a musical masterpiece by any means. You know, they had fun costumes. They had fun staging. Mm-hmm. I was glad to see them there. I was here for it. Oh, I don't know. I just think they were in Heat 2 and I just felt that there was other songs in that That was heat. kind of a shock they progressed, wasn't it? Yeah, like for me, I think Waste, Ella, would have been a better performance really? to go have into the final. Really? Have you turned your tune I turned my tune on that okay, now. Okay. But ju- I think, you know... Turned your tune. Turned my tune. Changed my tune. Changed your tune. Both of us just agreeing on the wrong phrase there. Again, too much time together. But yeah, like I did not like Ella Waste. Like I thought it was a car crash of a performance. But I do think that... Okay. Like, it would have been a better choice for right, the MGP yeah. final to give her the chance because that was loved going into the in, going into the heat. It by was. Fans. It actually wasn't really. It was loved during the heat. Like Twitter okay, exploded yeah. during the performance. It was 
the reaction sort of reminded me of a smaller scale of Chanel slow-mo. Okay. Remember how Twitter, like no one was really great in yeah. slow-mo. And then when she performed it live, Twitter erupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's back in the semi-finals. Who was next in the Next final up scoreboard? then was 54 points for Love Again, Skrillex. Skrillex. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about that, but I, I think enjoyable. It, it, it wasn't trying to be anything it wasn't. We you did say I mean? that. Yeah, it was fun. We, yeah. It was kind of reminiscent of like the old Eurovision of like the 2000s, a bit kind of the cheesy pop song, but like kind of lived up to a bit with the staging. It was fun. It was fun. It was something different to the final. Similar to Swing It, in my opinion, like I'm just glad it was there. It wasn't like a carbon copy pop song. Mm-hmm. It was, as you said, Connor, it wasn't trying to be anything. It wasn't. It was good fun. Good costumes, fun choreography, and a very solid performance. Yeah, no, nope. I agree. Next up on 60 points was Not Meant to Be by Aline Trope. I think I'm pr- not too sure. My oh, pronunciation yes. of these the songs are shite. The kind of indie pop gal in the pink Yes. Seat. Now, for I me, really like I love this song studio-wise. Live, it didn't really? wow me. Yeah, I just okay. felt it was a bit messy. Vocal wasn't amazing. Uh, studio-wise, though, I think it's a real nice chill song. Mm. slightly Disney-esque ago for me like Disney Why Channel Disney, movie I, I don't know I just felt like I kind of got Lemonade Mouth vibes oh okay um, yeah love Lemonade Mouth yeah great movie and yeah that kind of like 2012's 13, 14, 15 kind of Disney Channel era, era era of like you know they're not cheesy songs but they're not like you know groundbreaking yeah. either uh, people would stream it but it's not you know it's not going to make chart waves and stuff like that. Waves on the chart. We can't speak today. Waves <laughs> on the chart. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, look, it's a song that I, I I do stream. Like, I don't skip it on the playlist. and I like it. Um, yeah. My, I love it. Could have done a bit better, movie. I feel. But Yeah, yeah. Where did it come? It came... I, I really liked this. Like, a bit of an indie pop gal. Six, six, six. Sorry. Okay. Six. Indie pop gal is always my bag. Like, love that. Love Sigrid. Love Birdie, like, you know, I'm not saying she's the exact same as them, but um, particularly when I think of Norway, you know, um, Amanda Tenford. Yeah, I, I agree. I love this. I it, I didn't think it was... So I agree with you probably, yeah, the studio is more impressive, but I did enjoy the live. Mm-hmm. And I liked her vibe. I liked her aesthetic. Thought the staging was good for... The atmosphere she was going for. So yeah, I like this one. Who was up in fifth then? Fifth then we had Yun with Echo Inimai. Uh, 70 points, so 10 point jump from 6 to 5th. Yun. 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 Echo Inimai. Mai. We're Norwegian now. Yeah. Um, this one. Open the semi-final. Or open the final as well. This one was a bop. This is a banger. I particularly like this in studio not so much live I thought it was a little bit messy and not so much live I thought it was a little bit messy and I just watching it live kept having this intrusive thought not intrusive thought this creeping feeling coming in what does this sound like without the auditing mm-hmm. I don't know I think this place where it needed to I don't really think going into Eurovision this would have done Norway any solid no. favours. I think probably would have qualified alright. Like if yeah. and Norway in fairness to them are very good 
for doing their best. They don't really fumble the bag. Even if they have a prod or a package that isn't perfect, they can polish it really well and make it work. So I've no doubt if without the auto-tune he was struggling with vocals, they would have brought in a strong backing vocal. Yeah. They would have made it work. They identified the problems and, and do, you know, try and fix them. In, in they just know what they're revision. doing. Like, yeah. They just know what they're doing in fairness to them and the Scandies usually do. Yeah. But yeah, like this was I think where it needed to be. I enjoyed it. I'll probably stream the song a bit on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him come back to MGP as well and offer something yeah. different as well. He's a lovely um, guy. Yeah, very nice fella. Interesting Eurovision. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up in fourth place then was our returnee from last year. One of them anyway. Elsie Bay, Love You In A Dream. This finished with 83 points, 49 from the jury and 34 from the televote. Lou, kick us off with Elsie Bay now. Uh, <laughs> this I, is in your style of music, do you know what I mean? Like, I, this time of, you know, slow to I tempo. Ag- no, I wouldn't agree with that, actually. Okay. I love her. I love her style. I love these kind of lilting ballads at times. But for me, this song was the issue. I found it too dreary. The... The slipping and sliding wasn't enjoyable to my ears. And obviously that's just a personal taste. I'm Mm. sure there's a lot of people out there who thought this was outstanding. I don't believe she was using auto-tune, so fair play to her. She's an amazing artist. I preferred her song the last time. And I would love her to come back with a ballad in that style. I think she's a fantastic artist. I'd love to hear a better ballad from her I just don't think that ballad was the one mm-hmm. you what know you I um, I felt this year she was a lot more confident in herself I think that lacked a bit last year and I'm glad to see that has developed over over the last year Um, I did like the song when I first listened to it in the studio court and even her performance I, I did see the you know positives in it but I think it has aged quite badly and I do agree with you it is a bit dreary it is a bit it is a bit like hilly in, in I parts. think she could have had a song to showcase her talent a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I think to so. To be honest. Yeah. So I um, I, I think it's a good result for her. I think yeah. it, it's a good placing. Again, I'd love to see her come back with something different. Not not upbeat, but something a bit more, you know, showing off that vocal a bit more and not being dreary and, and you know, slightly depressing in that sense. You know, it just, it just felt a bit oh, like... You know, deflated afterward in in a sense. I think for me, in in general, I don't always go for the sad songs per se. But what it is is that I love a powerful emotional song mm-hmm. at times, and this to me was just veering more on sad than like powerful and emotional. There's nothing wrong to to me. There's nothing wrong than having a downbeat song or having a sadder vibe to your song, but without a lot of power and emotion which I just feel she was lacking as I said it was just quite dreary Mm -hmm. it was quite dull and I don't I know maybe they put in the dancers to try and give it some movement but I don't think it it worked ultimately but a good result as you said yeah fourth place of course Um, third place then we had quite a jump from fourth to third in terms of points we went from 83 to 122 so this was Masterpiece by Atla Petterson yeah sounds about right so yeah so this finished in third place 94 points with the jury now that was second with the jury but Televote put um, this down in second last place 
with wow. 28 points. So a big jump. So Jerry really helped this, but ultimately finished in third place with 122 points. What did you think of this? In fairness, if I were a juror, I would have probably put this at least in the top four. I thought the staging was excellent. It was just very solid. Yeah. It was very solid. And it just gave me a lot of hints of in across the water in Sweden and Melody Festival. And we get, you know, very polished, excellent male performers. Eric Saad is one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know his recent Melfest entry every minute, you get um, Paul Ray. There's some other ones. Liamo as well from. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, yeah, mm. spot on. Like Bluffin last year has little elements of of masterpiece, nice emotional oomph behind this as well. I can totally see why this is in the top three, and I can definitely see why juries appreciated it and backed it. It was highly professional, high quality in terms of vocal sonically and aesthetically visually on the stage it kind of ticked all the boxes for me so I imagine I can kind of in a way see why maybe the televote it didn't appeal to the average voter to be like I'll throw that song a vote but at the same time I could see why with as a juror what could you really mark down Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like what there isn't for me really a weak link in that song or performance it kind of ticks boxes across the board what do you think yeah I think it's an interesting point because you know that's a big change between the jury and the televote and of course this year is 100% televote in in the semi-finals so it's I guess trying to understand why the televote didn't see the appeal in it I'm not too sure because I think probably this was one of probably between Queen of Kings and this song, it was the one most ready for Eurovision in terms of staging, package, everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I just don't know why the televote didn't see the appeal in it. You know, second last, like, you know, maybe if it was fourth, fifth or sixth, I could understand a bit more, but, you know, second last is quite a big jump between the two. So, um, not too sure, not too sure. I suppose there's a difference in that televoters might pick up the phone and vote 10 times for their favourite song or they might vote for their two favourite songs a few times each mm-hmm. whereas a jury is ranking mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's possibly where the difference lies it's not like the jurors just go this one's my favourite like they have to rank they have one to, rank to one 10 to, yeah. so I think there's an element to that Okay. but then also kind of there's there's always this jury appeal versus television yeah of course and, yeah of course. as you mentioned it has of course. to work but clearly jury. Norway made the right decision then because you know that could have ended up you know if they're not connecting with your own audience how is Europe yeah. meant to connect it you know as well so yeah um, yeah but that was third place anyway so second place then was Ulrika with Honestly and yeah, so she of course won MGP back in 2020 and declined the offer. I guess she didn't feel it right to come back for 2021. Uh, she wanted the right song and she came back this year anyway. So it was great to see her back. And she came second with 138 points, 60 with the jury, 78 with the televote. Um, yeah, what did you think of Honestly? Honestly, Connor. <laughs> First of all. What a queen mm-hmm. our Ulrika is. Great to see her back. Our Ulrika. Great <laughs> to see her back. I'm a bit devastated she's not going to Eurovision. I just think... And then you have to just try and separate yourself from song, from artist. Mm-hmm. She loves Eurovision. She really wants to go. God love her. 
But in fairness, I did see a video on the timeline there over the weekend of her saying she'll be back. Yeah. And I can see her. Which is great to hear. Back. Great yeah. to hear. And then you wonder, will third time be the charm? Will she really have the Eurovision winning song? I think, as I mentioned on the podcast before, attention really grew on me. I wasn't a fan initially in 2020. It took a, a global pandemic and a couple of years for it to grow <laughs> on me, but it did. We got there. We got there. And I love her. This song, it was stunning. I think vocally, she's like an angel. Doesn't need autotune, doesn't use it. Fair play to her. She's a stunning girl. Her dress was amazing. I think the, the staging got a bit of slagging, the like clapping violinists. I actually loved it. Yeah. I thought it was very impactful. I always associate violins with Norway mm-hmm. and Eurovision as well. So that's like a nice nod to, to, to that, I think. I thought she was amazing. I still can't unhear the Husevik comparisons yes. we had spoken about previously. But then like that's not a that's not a negative thing. I think Husevik's amazing. Was at the Oscars, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But I think this would have done well at Eurovision. I don't think it was a Eurovision winning song. No. And I want Ulrika to go to Eurovision with a Eurovision winning song yeah. and bring it home for Norway. That's hand on heart what I want for her. I would have been so delighted for her to be going now, but I can see why she came second. Yeah. And totally deserved that she came second and she seemed to take it so graciously as yeah. well which I'd expect nothing less yeah what do you think Connor? you're a big Ulrika fan yeah love her and I I'm, I'm, was delighted to hear that she was coming back this year um yeah for me I did p- prefer attention as a song um even though I love honestly so like the the violins as you were talking about I love the confetti kind of at the big note at the end you know popping up but it just added a bit of you know spice to the performance but um, was it the song for her for Eurovision? No, ultimately it wasn't. I do think that there is a better song out there for her. And um, she, like you said, she will be back. And I hope third time lucky that she'll get her moment on the Eurovision stage because she deserves it. You know, every artist from 2020 deserves it to have their moment on the stage because what happened was so unfortunate. So um, I'll always have a bit more support for those artists coming back, um, I think. So yeah, I think she'll be back with a better song and something different. Yeah. Something different, not something that we've heard before, because honestly, I felt we've honestly, honestly, uh, I feel that song is something we've heard. You know, you were referencing the Husevik. I could totally agree with that. Um, attention as well. It was your typical ballad, but they're great songs nonetheless. But I do feel that she can do something that is different but also staying true to her great vocal as well. I remember two things about her from the 2020 season. Our pal of the podcast, Michal O'Kane, Melfest Michal, actually met her oh. at the Melfest pre-party that year. And he was like, that girl can dance. He said she was destroying the dance floor <laughs> at the Melfest party and everybody was living. Like she was just an unbelievable dancer. And around that time then, obviously, unfortunately, the pandemic hit. 2020 contest didn't happen. Cry, cry, cry. I'm still not over it. Anyway, <laughs> there was some song of hers that came out. And I actually can't remember. She was performed it? it at the MGP final the next year. unbelievable. Yeah. So do you think she'd come with a banger? I was going to say that. Pull it off. I, I, I think and so she's as a strong well. enough singer that like she had one or two backing vocalists. She could really dance yeah, and no, sing. I, I I'd love that. I totally would love that. Let's Absolutely. message her. It was called Falling Apart. Yeah. And I'm falling apart. She's so She's good. phenomenal. And She's talented enough. She can do it. I think so. I think so. Ulrika, bring us the dance, Give girl. Give us something different. Come on.
Yeah. Come on, we want a boogie. I think yeah. Falling Apart has that kind of, it, it's a mix between like, it starts off ballady, but then it gets into the proper like party mix. So I think that'd be a Best great tune. Best of both worlds. Yeah, Hannah Montana, Montana. you know. <laughs> hey! That's the second time Disney Channel's come up today. In case you were wondering what generation yeah. Connor and I are. <laughs> um, um, love it. Yeah. And our winner, of course, Connor. We have Yeah, to. Queen of Kings, 233 points. Top the jury. Top the televote. Sandra's televote points, her public vote points, were higher. Apart from Ulrika, Ulrika was obviously in second. Alessandra's televote points were higher than everyone else's total points. Yeah. Including Atle, who was in third. Yep. She got 129 televote points and Atle had a total of 122 points. Yeah. Which is like, she absolutely stormed yeah. the public vote. Now, of course, as we know, she... Her song was very viral on TikTok. Mm. But I mean, that that's not... Um, how would you say? that? I don't think that's an issue. I mean, a song has to be good and catchy in order to go viral yes. on TikTok. So her song had that appeal. Personally, for me, I feel like it's something I would have adored a couple of years back. I don't know, have I outgrown that kind of sound? But it's multifaceted for me. There's two sides of the coin where on one hand, I'm like, oh, that's... it's Honestly, I find it a little bit irritating that the sound of the song sonically but then on the flip side there are times where I can't get it out of my head and I mean if you've got an earworm in your vision you're doing well so I think this is also in the viral Irish Spotify chart yeah not far after our Connolly can we just say our collar our collary our collary our our celery (laughs) can't speak today our Connolly has topped the Irish viral charts over the weekend But yes, Queen of the Kings is down somewhere in 13 or something. Obviously because of TikTok. And I think this is a surefire left-hand side in Liverpool. If not, maybe a top 10. Obviously it depends very early days what songs we get around it. One concern. And I think you share, Connor. I'd like like to know what you think. Auto-tune. Yeah. Worries me. Yeah. Um, I could hear it coming through in bits of the performance and that worries me um and look you know backing vocals can fix that you know they can that can help um on the night but that's my only concern and that's why I kind of didn't like MGP entirely this year as much as as previous years because they introduced that element and speaking you know Ulrika said it herself if it's not allowed at Eurovision it shouldn't be allowed at MGP because I think you're blindsiding the public in a way do you know what I mean like yeah, you I may agree. as well just have them sing the studio cut then over like, you know, performing, dancing it to a live. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I would love to see that go away for next year. I don't know really why they added it. I don't I don't think it's beneficial to the public who are voting. Uh, false sense of security thinking that they can perform well. Not saying that none of them can perform well, but um, I could hear it coming through. But, you know, that's all workable, you know exercises vocal exercises not to sound like a vocal coach or anything because I'm certainly not but you know th- things can be worked on the stage show itself is, is good and um, I, I think I'd like a, it's a bit dark for me at places I think I would like a bit more 
light brought through to the live performance but i do like the song it is catchy but it's not one that i'm streaming which is strange but obviously of course other people are streaming it if it's in the charts but i yeah i i, I understand why it won i understand why it yeah. won it, it was probably Has the best song of the, of the of the final for and me and i love a strong female, female. yeah and she's beautiful she's gorgeous mm, yeah and italian norwegian so it's always nice to have that mixed Mix nationalities of, yeah. we've had a bit more of that over the last few years with like different countries greece in particular seem to um be often sending performers of dual nationality mm-hmm. and i think that's really cool so alessandra is brilliant she is a fantastic stage presence the choreography is great it's a very powerful song i like the beat in it yeah it's a good entry for norway it's nearly what we've come to expect from norway a strong mm-hmm. pop dance song and that is mgp 2023 done and dusted we have norway's entry for 2023 so another one to add to the class of this year so exciting times but uh yeah final thoughts on mgp i didn't enjoy it as much as previous years mm-hmm. i think i agree with you i think the auto tune turned me off a bit and I just loved MGP 2021. And sometimes when you're comparing, it can like ruin your experience. I feel like if I hadn't watched MGP 2021, I might have enjoyed this more. But yeah. I just thought the diversity of songs in 2021 and the performances were fantastic. How open it was. The whole monument versus fallen angel at the end. And you didn't know what way it was going to go. Yeah. And yeah, no, this this year was good, but it wasn't my favourite national selection no. this year at all. No. I feel as well they took the production down a notch. I just felt yeah, it was a bit... the stage feels smaller. Cheap, small, I don't know. Compared Something... to last year even, you know, I just, it's I just felt... It's been more spectacular. It was more spectacular kind of in the pandemic Yeah, years. I don't know. I don't Oddly know why. enough. Yeah. Remember Let Loose, like they were coming out oh, from all the corners yeah. of the stage. Didn't you... really have anything like that this year. I don't know, yeah. Which it's was just, It was missing a bit of, of spice, to be yeah. honest. It really was. Yeah. I, I honestly feel, and I keep banging on about 2021, I feel like potentially half of those songs from that year could have won this year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Yeah. I think that's a fair point to make. But at the end of the day, Norway put on a good selection. Yeah. Seemed to go down well in the country and they've got a good viral pop song out of it. Part of me wonders, is that why they bring the likes of auto-tune in? Are they looking towards trends and TikTok things? And mm-hmm. are they... Are they looking to build more of a brand within Norway itself and they'll worry about Eurovision when they get to it? I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting point. one. Yeah. We'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, we'll see Queen of Kings in Liverpool. And how funny it won't be long after the King's coronation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there, so. Welcome back to the Kill and Grow part of the podcast. Connor, can I talk to you? Tom Megamal, August 2 fan. Tom Gabra, yeah, Gurf Mahagut. Tom Egg if we on Dara Shocks and the show I'm thinking about this weekend. Tofros Agum Askwega. I have a phrase in Irish. Mm-hmm. I'm Will T. Ray. Tommy Ray. All right. 
Here we go. Tour banana dunmak tirishin. Tour banana. Say that again. Tour banana dunmak tirishin. Dunmak tirishin. Dunmak tirishin, yeah. Give that wolf a banana. What? Yeah! <laughs> Banana, like totally. Yes, yeah. Oh yeah, banana yeah. banana. I wanted to say it, but I was like, surely she hasn't given me that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And do you know why? Because of course we found out who the were unmasked. The shock. Oh, Ben Adams. No one knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest secret. I think we're. I'm more interested in to see who the spaceman was behind them. Ryland was joking about it and people were losing their mind. Yeah. But then it was said at one point that it was ticks. Yeah. But then it was said that it was I say it's like a row it's kinda of like Doctor Who. They change it every performance they have. <laughs> it'll be Connor next time. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> or maybe it'll be uh Conley or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a surprise. They go around to each national selection yeah. and do you wanna go? Do you wanna be I guess like that keeps the first thought, you know, paying for you know, they don't have to align schedules. It's like, ah, sure, stick on the helmet. There we go. It was probably the, like, Norwegian head of that game yeah. or something. They just need a tall person, just that's all. Just on the stage, like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm singing with wolves and Could we get an act like that roped in for Ireland? That'd be quite fun. I think we need to establish ourselves a bit more because I feel people be like, here's Dustin 2.0. Like, I think we tried and that I'm a bit. I'm here for yeah. it. Do you ever see my face anytime slags off Dustin? I'm just oh, there. Oh, you're like, like you're ready to me. <laughs> I love Dustin. Anyway. We need to get Dustin on the podcast, I feel. I feel like you'd lose your shit. Oh my God. You'd lose your mind. That's genius. <laughs> him and I follow each other on Twitter so I there can you go him. slip into the DMs <laughs> make sure alright lads you've heard it here first <laughs> Dustin incoming stop alright I don't know how we got here anyway <laughs> shit a will and all there is to say is slog a fall bueno right we had Benidorm Fest 2023 taking place Last Saturday, in my personal favourite Eurovision country, Spain, España. Of course, a really excellent national selection. Only started last year, it's kind of hard to believe. It's already become, I feel, such a staple in the the Eurovision calendar and fast becoming one of the strongest national selections Mm -hmm. that there is. Uh, A brilliant showcase of Spanish music, really. Of course, our ultimate winner was Blanca Paloma. We will, of course, come to her. We're going to quickly talk through each act. But just before we do, what do you think of the overall show, Connor? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I definitely thought that semifinal two was the stronger of the two semifinals. Mm -hmm. I was a bit underwhelmed with the first semifinal. I was a bit worried what direction we're going to go. Um, But semifinal two really pulled it out of the bag. And the final was super, super strong. Uh, but I felt going into it that Blanca Paloma was always going to be the the one to watch in terms of after that semi-final performance, my God. But yeah, really, really strong show. Loved the the, the staging of everyone. Uh, the graphics as usual, I think they're really, really cool. And yeah, like you said, it's definitely becoming a staple of the Eurovision calendar and could potentially knock Melody Festival off as the best national Ooh. final because I wasn't that impressed with Melfest, but we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, I was really, really, really happy with uh, Benidorm Fest this year. Excellent. Yeah, I felt like there was just a good bit of hype online and the Spanish themselves seem to be really behind it. It seems to be attracting 
some of their greatest and most loved stars. Mm. It's kind of national selection goals, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> we could never. Uh, let's get started. So from, I suppose, the bottom of the scoreboard, we had Mi Familia performed by Fuza Nocta. Thoughts on this one, Connor? If I'm right, this was one of the favourites going into... In the studio tracks, In the studio tracks, right, yeah. And, yeah, for me, I didn't like this, to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't have liked to have seen this qualify into the final in the first place. Not surprised it came last. It was a bit of a car crash performance, a bit messy. Vocally wasn't perfect either. Uh, love the track, though. It, it is a good song, but, yeah, I think last place was probably the, the spot that it, it deserved in the end. But, uh, yeah. I honestly agree with everything you said. I did quite like it in studio, unfortunately it fell apart live and yep. I do believe if this had been in the second semi-final it wouldn't oh, no, have made yeah. the final and it was kind of fortunate it was in the very weak yep. semi-final, that's how it got through really. So next up in the penultimate place on the scoreboard in seventh place was Jose Otero with his song Inviernos en Marte. What were your thoughts on this one, Connor? Again, didn't think it deserved to be in the final. I would have had this uh, go out and put Got Alfred in. Though. Yeah, mm. I would have put Alfred in instead. Me too, um, I think, yeah. Carmento, of course, beat it, which I was happy about. <laughs> but Cedarland were robbed in semi yeah, as well. I think this wasn't a, a good performance. Uh, stage show is a bit messy. Vocally as well, a bit off. Similar to Mia Familia, just didn't The jury's come together. pushed this through in the semi-final, though. So the jury's obviously saw... Something in something it. Something in yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, no, wouldn't... Yeah. Uh, wasn't one for me, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. And it came actually last in, in the televote. Um, so there we have it. Moving on in sixth place, Connor, you need to take it away with this one. Carmenta with Quiero Idulo. Oh, I love this. This is one that I felt that I had to kind of keep secret at the start that I really Hi. liked this because I thought vocally it was different. Yeah. People were like, oh, what is this? But I loved this. The oh. the studio version, especially when you have headphones on, the the dupe when the B comes in, that really got me. Um, and yeah, I stream this all the time. I really, really like it. Look, I knew it wasn't, it was never going to win Bellator Fest, but yeah. I was delighted to see it in the final. I thought the staging was actually really, really cool and inventive. That kind of ballerina-esque was in the middle. Was there a washing line on the stage? Am yeah, I it was kind of... I like love a, staging that has washing lines. It was kind of like a snow must be the Irish mammy in me. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great day for drying, lads, and the Benidorm Festive. And the sun was shining. You saw the silhouettes of the neighbours hanging out. In the, Listen, Irish mammies would go into a hot, sweaty yeah. Spanish studio and be like, this is great for drying. With the deck chair and all, like, you know. <laughs> My own uh, mammy would be listening to this being like, you're dead right, Lou. You're dead right. Sorry, Connor, back to, um, back to the song. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never look at that staging again. Now they're thinking of Irish mammy in the drying weather. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was like a kind of snow globe, like a summer snow globe. If you get what I mean, it was like that oh. kind of circular stage with okay. the sand and the washing line, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. Vocally, it wasn't perfect. It was a bit kind of over performing in ways for me maybe yeah. if she toned it down a bit it might have done a bit better but again I think it was it was good to see it in the final I never expected it to win but I love this studio and will continue to love it so yeah oh I love just listening to you talking about that Connor I think it's so great as Eurovision fans when you get 
obsessed enough with it that you're following national selections to find these songs that you personally love which maybe you know has no hope mm-hmm. of making it out of the selection but it's just like a, a new little piece of art that you can love yeah. and admire for being something different um yeah this wasn't like up there for me personally but i did actually really enjoy it and i thought it was it was just really interesting it was quirky it was traditional you talked there about her performing it and I know what you mean, but part of me then also feels, is that part of its charm, the traditional, like, oh, oh, I'm yeah. going for it, I'm on the yeah. stage. This is something, like, I'd love to be on holidays in Spain, like, sitting out in a beautiful courtyard, eating my tapas. I'm, I'm about to bring out all the absolute stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. that Spanish people will be in pain listening to me. The sangria, <laughs> the tapas, and then there's All somebody... served by Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, and yeah, someone like Carmento just performing the, yeah. the clapping and uh, the Spanish guitar and all of that element. I really love that. I think it's cool. And it's quintessentially Spanish. You're not going to find that no. in any other selection. And I got to really. say, I love the Spanish fans' reaction to her qualifying oh. in, the, in the second They're semi. Like, Madre! Yeah. <laughs> Carmento! Carmen. Oh, I loved it. But uh, yeah, always will hold a special place in my heart, I think. Love that, Connor. Next up then, fifth place, we had Alice Wonder with Yo Quisiera. I'm butchering some Spanish right now. Glasgow, <laughs> mijo, cover your ears if you're listening. Uh, Alice Wonder. Thoughts, Connor? Yeah, a lot of fans love this going into Benidorm Fest. And I remember listening to it. I was like, oh, I can see the appeal, perhaps, but didn't really connect with me. I thought the stage show was good now, but again, I, I just didn't see the appeal in it, to be honest. I, I thought the vocal was a bit strained in places. Uh, I liked the styling that she had. I think it looked cool. I loved the kind of opening quietness of it, of just her at the piano and then kind of emerging into the crowd. But again, kind of similar to Elsie Bay in Norway, a bit kind of whiny for my ears, I guess. It just, mm. it just, I just didn't connect with it. Yeah. Just didn't connect, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, I, I understand that. I have so so little to say about mm-hmm. this. Um, I didn't really get it personally in the in the studio. You're right, a lot of people seem to really love the studio track version of this. And I think Alice Wonder seems to be a fantastic artist, so it's, it's great to have someone like that involved mm-hmm. in the selection. But as for the song, and especially as for the live performance of the song, I think, Connor, I only ever saw it once. I never saw Semi One. I know you watched it. I mm. didn't watch it that night in full. So I think I've seen it once and I couldn't tell you much about it. Just that I wasn't wowed and I was ready for the next yeah. one. So that brings us swiftly on then to the fourth place in the results, which was Megara Arcadia. Arcadia? Arcadia? Connor, you quite like this one, am I right? Yeah, I think yeah. this... I ranked all the songs on my first listen um, and then left them for a while and this was actually my number one. Okay. Uh, I just thought it was... It kind of hit on the studio version on first listen. And again, the stage show was phenomenal. It was, uh, you know, it was it was cool. That kind of um, just dance kind of floor. Uh, kind of an inventive... Yeah, look, it wasn't trying to be anything that it wasn't. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was living up to that punk rock kind of element of things. I'm surprised it actually didn't do better in the semi. It was close to not qualifying for the final. Um, so I am happy to see that it finished up that high in, in the final. But I would have been happy for Spain to send this, to be honest. I, I do quite like this. And it's not a song that I stream, but I think, you know, 
viewers at home in May would actually be quite gripped by this in terms of its its instant impact. It you won't be falling asleep during it. it you will be whoa! Look at these people, multicolor colors and everything like that. And the lead singer in it, she the connection she has with the audience through the camera is is amazing. So um, yeah, I did quite like this. Yeah, I this actually grew on me quite a bit. I would say this came forth out of the age, so like it was middle of the pack, which makes sense to me. I think it wasn't one of the worst ones, but it wasn't one to go forward for Eurovision, but a very solid national selection song. Brought something different. Mm-hmm. It brought a pop colour. It brought some energy. And I think this is a performance I would watch again yeah. on YouTube and enjoy when it comes up on like a random playlist or something. So I think this was a great addition to the selection. But it's so it's so amazing for me, Connor, to sit here as kind of a vindicated longtime Spanish fan. Like, I loved Spain before it was cool, okay? And, like, right from... Okay, Manel, do you fear your lover? Sorry, no. But from the Operación Triunfo era, we're talking 2018 and obviously Mickey 2019, but I also loved Amaya and Alfred. And just to see Spain having built this brand, like, you would never have seen a song like this in the Operación Triunfo series. And that's no disrespect to those artists. They're all great. That's why I just think it's so important when you have a national selection that you have established artists coming with their style. When you're using something like Operación Triunfo, not too different to Eurostar that we had here Mm -hmm. in Ireland many, many moons ago. And you're getting amateurs who maybe haven't found their their style, their artistry yet. You're not going to get an entry like this. That's why I really respect um, Megara and the song. So I'm glad to see that this is here in the selection. It just is showing me how brilliantly Spain is doing mm-hmm. that this is middle of the pack when you think like if this had been around in the Blas Canto era even like it's it's world's part it really is mm-hmm. which brings us to the podium places in third place en ochentera um, if you don't mind I'll just quickly say on this yeah, one yeah loved it love 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 one of my favourite Spanish national selection songs of all time I remember watching the second semi-final, thinking it was a bit shaky. And I think you said to me mm-hmm. earlier, she did much better in the final, which I'd agree with. She seemed a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident. And this is so catchy. I loved hearing the Spanish fans, like just calling out, hey, hey, love a crowd pleaser. Can't beat it. This is actually the only entry that beat Blanca Paloma in part of the voting. Oh, this actually topped the uh, demoscopic jury. It got to 40 points and Blanca got to 35. And obviously Blanca topped the other ones. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, the demoscopic jury uh, placed this as their winner. Interesting. What are your thoughts, Connor? Yeah, I really liked this. I actually missed the final, so um, I was re-watching them uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. And like I said to you, and you mentioned there that I think her final performance was miles ahead of her semi-final. She was a lot more confident. She was a lot more you know, engaging with the audience. And yeah, I, I much preferred it in the final now. Um, it's a great studio version as well, uh, but it does come alive with that audience element of what you were saying there, you know, the A, A, A. So uh, yeah, I think third place was definitely deserved. This is a catchy one. I think it'll be on a lot of playlists yeah. to come. And actually, Vito, I think is her name, I would really like to see Vito coming back mm-hmm. to Benidorm Fest. Which brings us to our runner-up, and in my humble opinion, a very, very deserved one. I think he actually surprised everybody, and I mentioned Opera's in Truinfo a few minutes ago. He's one of the OT alumni 
from, he was from Mickey's year, but he went out a couple of, he's from Mickey's year, he is. He went out a couple of weeks before Mickey. I was very obsessed with this yeah. show, just so you know. <laughs> it was like a mixture of Big Brother and X Factor uh, with loads of Spanish Euro drama in the middle of it all. But yeah, Agone, like he, he's always kind of been the underdog in a lot of things he's done, even though he's an immense talent. He totally deserves to be there. And I remember when he dropped the studio track, there was a lot of like, oh, this is a disaster bop. Like it was that sort of a reaction. I think he came out swinging and he mm-hmm. showed that he's a talent. He deserved to be there. I thought this was excellent. I've said it a few times. I'm probably repeating myself, but the siren song feeling I get off this is very strong. Excellent choreography. Agony working the cameras. Another person I'd like to see coming back. I was very impressed with him. Bulabus for Agony. What are your <laughs> thoughts, Connor? Yeah, no, I really liked it. And I think this is a perfect example of a glow up from studio. It came alive with that staging. My God. That was semi-final one winner. And by it, far and away, probably the only one. Yeah, who literally. To go through to the no, final. absolutely. The it, he blew out the the competition. Uh, it was phenomenal. I love that opening shot of you know all the mics around him, and then he looks up and the cue like the quick camera cuts, and then kicking the mic stand away. Great staging. My only pet peeve was that that kind of you know dance break. You know, are they do do do? It was a bit too reminiscent of Chanel in my mind, and. You know, I just don't agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I just see eye to eye on that. When I was watching, I just was like, "All that's missing is the flashing lights, bit of Chanel, and it's it's similar enough." You know, yeah. I I just didn't like that, um, and I think that if it did end up winning, I think it wouldn't have done as well as people might have thought it would have done, just because it would have been compared so much to Chanel from last year. And I think you know, to be honest, anyone who won is going to be compared to Chanel from last year, but because it is an up tempo dance track pop song i'm just like oh. do you not think though the general public have goldfish memories like well 98 percent people aren't going to be like he's like the girl from last year i i just thought the song was is sonically it's so different i know what you mean there is a dance break but even the dance break itself was different to chanel's chanel's was like kind of sultry but like cute and like she had that little wink and like you know the little it was a bit more girly this felt like brassy and like you know just more masculine to me a bit more stomping like you know boots yeah chanel was like the gymnast spinning around that's yeah. that's where i'd see the difference yeah no that's a fair point and i think for me it's just i was watching it and thinking masculine chanel okay in elements of it okay. and i think public wise i, th- I think because chanel made such an impact you know not even like after your origin, you know, that's that's the only real song we hear in Dublin, at least. You know, I don't know about the rest of the country, it's still played in nightclubs, you know, slow mo. The George, so the George, Fuego all the time, and Fuego, yeah. Back to back, yeah. So, I think I know it did well in Europe and stuff like that. So, I think more people would be, oh, fair last point. Year. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. get what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, but look, an amazing song, amazing performance, and like you said, I'd love to see him come back as well, totally, but, um, even with something similar. Yeah. I wouldn't really mind if it was a similar song. I think if this was in next year's Benidorm Fest, I would have been more open f- to it for winning. Um, yeah. Because of the whole Chanel aspect. It would have been a year break mm. in between the two. Whereas I think following Chanel might not have been the best choice. Mm. Um, but of course, ultimately, it didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Of course, our yeah. <laughs> winner being Blanca Paloma with Ea.
gonna admit, I really didn't like this going into Benidorm Fest. I just mm. didn't get it, didn't connect with me. I loved her song last year. It was one of my, I think it was in my top, I think it was actually my second place. And I just didn't connect with this it's at like all. Creto de Agua. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah. absolutely. It reminded me of 2019 junior year Eurovision Spain. It was that kind of oh, dramatic, more darker, oh, okay, but... Yeah. Uh, and less kind of operatic, but it was similar vibes. It reminded me of Estonia 2018, but again, less operatic. Yes. It was like the long dress and yeah. the water. Dramatic kind of lights. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, and then watching it in the semi-final and seeing the staging blew my mind. It was yeah. phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it is something that needs to be seen live, needs to be heard live, because those vocals, fantastic fantastic like she is a superstar and i'm delighted she's the only one coming back from last year's benedorm fest into this year so she's obviously hungry to go to eurovision she's hungry to win it and i'm delighted for her and you know like you were saying earlier she topped every single vote bar one section of it so she she got a crazy amount of the possible points it was like 90 something percent jesus and she got 12 from every single juror except for one and one juror gave her 10 like that just so she was like it was almost unanimous yeah that she won and in fairness like it wasn't total runaway because really the narrative coming up to the night was that it was her versus agony and agony still did well like mm-hmm. she got 169 points he got 145 so the, the the votes were spread enough out but at the same time like she just she talked basically everything yeah and there was no way he could he could catch her um Kind of as you touched on, Connor, I just thought this was a feast visually, sonically, on the eyes, on the ears. I agree with you. It's not necessarily for me on a studio track. Before I saw the visuals, I think I'll appreciate the studio track more now that I have seen the visuals. This is one of those performances that makes you zip the lips, Mm -hmm. stop, look and listen. Yeah. And it almost reminded me like... and. I actually think sometimes I'm chronic for the comparisons of Eurovision songs. It's probably something I need to stop doing. But I don't know what you'll think about this, Connor. Obviously, the whole theme is like the, the dove, mm-hmm. right? And there's that shot at the end. And like, I'm, I'm doing it here so listeners you can't see me. But if you've seen the performance, you'll probably know what I mean. At the end, she's standing and she's sort of, she's turning and she's holding the mic away from her. And it, there's that bird-like pose. And it reminds me of Shum. You know, in yes. Shum, there's that kind of that big, and Shum was very like that big, that big visual element mm-hmm. where Katarina really stood out and told the story of the song and was amazing. But the visuals around her also really built on the story of the song and of the vocal. And this just reminds me of it, even though it's completely different. Like, mm-hmm. this is flamenco. Like, yeah, it's yeah. nothing like Shum as a song. So I don't want anyone to think, please, why are you comparing Goa <laughs> to Blanca? Not not sonically, not musically. Um, but Visually, just in terms in of sense. the whole, the, the theme of the bird. Yeah. Um, and it's really artistic. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. I just can't believe we're here with Spain. Well, like I can, like fair play to them. I've seen all the hard work that's gone in. But like, I am the Irlandesa forever. Like Spain, Te Quiro, I love you. I need to get to Benidorm Fest some Yeah, year. I'm surprised you haven't gone there. It's just, it hasn't, the cards haven't fallen into place. I, ha, I have stuff going on, but 
I'm thinking if there's a year where maybe I'm not going to make it to Eurovision for whatever reason, if it's too mm-hmm. far, if it's too yeah. expensive, I might try and prioritise Benidorm. Benidorm or so. I have to get to Spain. You'd be in your finals. element. I love the Spanish. We're poor Mickey. Just, be, what do you mean? Poor, poor Mickey. He, he might be, be there. Around. What? He might be there. What do you mean poor Mickey? Exactly. Knowing that you're in the same country. <laughs> I would like. just stop. No, no. I'm respectful. <laughs> You'd be conga line enough <laughs> to be to Benadryl. Ah, God. Love, I love a conga line. I love a conga line. But anyway, yeah, this is a fantastic selection. And yeah. well done, Spain. Um, yeah. Who would have thought, you know, like Spain you were saying. Spain and UK glow ups. Oh. But it just shows you it's very easy, very easy to, you know, make an effort, change a fortune. Change yeah. a fortune. And look, the Spanish fans, everybody has their feelings on them. Mm-hmm. But across the board, they are a passionate people. They yeah. love Eurovision. They're one of the most passionate groups of Eurovision fans that there are. So it's great to see that they can be proud of an entry and get decent results. Yeah. Um. The one thing I want to ask you, Connie. Mm-hmm. Eurovision winner and if there are any Spanish people listening (laughs) please know that we love you (laughs) and we're not we're obviously not going to insult you or Blanca or anything we're just talking with our tinfoil caps on we obviously could be wrong just on our opinions Mm -hmm. there has been talk of people saying this could be Eurovision winner yeah or nay nay yeah okay it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's amazing. Vocally perfect. Yeah. But I don't think it's a winner. Okay. I didn't get that winning moment of, oh, yes. that's a winner. Do you yes. think the tides could turn on it? Like in rehearsal, say. No, because I don't feel they're going to... Get gonna, out of pizzazz. I don't feel they're, they're going to develop this much. You don't, yeah. Chanel didn't really get developed. You know, we had... Oh, it did. No, but the the basis of it remained the same. You know, we yeah, got the it, dance, you, the right, dance yeah. break, the the lights kind of element of it. I think this is more perfect than Chanel's Benidorm Fest. So why would they change it? You know, they could I, polish it to make it more winner worthy. You wouldn't know. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you would do with it though. I'm not a staging director, so I don't mm. know either. But I'm sure they had a good staging director on board. I don't know. It's yeah. something we're considering. That it could surprise us in May. I, I do think that the stage, though, in Liverpool is built for this. You know, that kind of the mm. oval-shaped mini stage. Yeah. Like that opening shot, you know, of her in the middle and the... Or the not the, the opening shot, audience but the, would be going nuts for this. Yeah. Like, I do... Yeah, it could potentially win. I think it, it, top five. I think I agree with you, in fairness. I'm only just challenging you. Yeah. I'm curious. I think I agree. At present, I'm like... Mm, it will do better with the juries with than with the televote, I reckon. Do you reckon? I think so. I think juries okay. will appreciate it. But then again, we say this all the time. We always stereotype know, juries Connor. and thinking. I don't know. I think. Did we talk about this earlier? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think this will get love from like the Latin Mediterranean countries, and definitely the Balkans. I can see going for yeah. this, and probably Eastern Europe. I actually the rest of the world that vote as well. We got to count rest in too. Of the world, yeah, definitely. Um. Western country, like we're bland. <laughs> like, That's it, though. Yeah. Is it just? Is it just our like Ireland, UK, maybe a couple of the other westerns maybe won't show this up. But I can actually see most other countries showing this some love. Mm. So you don't know. Mm. You don't know. And I mean, our jury gave Chanel twelve points, which like is very on brand for our. Yeah. Like we love a bit of a fuego, slow mo, pop yeah. girly. We have great appreciation for mm-hmm. that here. But I, I don't see an Irish jury given no. a at 12. No. 
watch them give give it twelve. I mean, I'd love to. Be, I'd be. I'd actually be very impressed. Yeah. If we did, yeah. So like, our jury does tend to go for the more like mainstream and inverted commas. And when I say mainstream, I suppose I mean mainstream for Ireland. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. Coming from an Irish perspective here, but our radio is quite gen- not generic, but you know, like we don't really, is, yeah. yeah like is. we there's nothing re- very creative on on there's the a lot radio of stations, pop rock, like soft pop rock. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, point being, I don't know about the Western juries. Mm-hmm. I would say televote, televoters are probably more appreciative of art than we think. Yeah. Spain, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it's great. It's great to see. And it's also just sort of building on this brand that now we're all looking forward to Benidorm Fest next year already. That's how you run a successful national final. You get people interested. I have to say as well, RTVA just did a fantastic job. They were reaching out to so many fans mm. and getting... Including you. You were on the bleeding news. Yeah. <laughs> and getting international fans involved. And like, I just thought that was lovely. Reaching out to different content creators from different Eurovision websites. They flew out. Yeah, a load of journalists. Fan press. Yeah. Like not... And they flew out journalists. Yeah, but for, yeah the fan journalists. Like our, like, our yeah. friend Melanie from the Netherlands got yeah. flown out. Neil um, from it's Ireland. Hi, yeah. Neil. He got flown out. I think Rory is there too. Eurosize, so yeah. Yeah, so it's great um, to see they're they're investing in it, and by investing across, like they've captured the interest of the Spanish public, but they're also involving the European fans. Yeah. So already, I feel in, in some way invested. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, though absolutely. like personally, Aya isn't my usual cup of tea. I can just really appreciate it, but I also feel like Spain is involving us all. Like, yeah. they're it's like they're. They're genuinely, they value Europeans' opinions on their songs. Like, they were asking questions about how everybody felt and what did we think of Benidorm last year? What do we think of it this year? What do we think of Chanel? Do we think Chanel will be hard to follow? I just thought that was really excellent marketing and PR mm. from RTVA. I would love to see our broadcaster someday making that much effort with yeah. our selection. I was just, I'm just very impressed with Spain, to be honest, and they've they they're two years in and they already have this fantastic brand yeah and i think we're looking at a new eurovision powerhouse oh absolutely definitely Olé. fair play to spain attitude that all it took it was an attitude Shift. change from the from the broadcaster yeah. and look where they are now they've changed the fortune so random one but i was gonna say connor we must have been spanish in the past life because we're both <laughs> such night owls <laughs> and i could see us being fond of the yes will we move yeah. there may as well we'll become espana vision <laughs> <laughs> Well, Live from Benidorm <laughs> every Sunday, <laughs> every Monday, whatever day you listen to your podcast on. So there we have it anyway. We could talk about Spain for hours, yeah. but it's Blanca. Wadea. Congratulations. And there we have it. Another episode done and dusted. Benidorm Fest 2023 and MGP 2023 done. And we've we have... also touched on Slovenia's song. Yes, of course, as well. Episode. Yep. So three more songs to add to the class of 2023. Oh, it's exciting. It's, it's shaping up. up well. Well, it's going to be shaping up in the next week with Super Saturday on the February way. February 11th, oh, everybody. Oh my God. I'm just glad I'm I'm off work for the week after that. I'll need time to recover. Look at you. I know. I know. It's about <laughs> damn time. I have some time off. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah, no, it's really getting into this. What are you most soon. looking forward to, Connor, in terms of the next few selections to come 
just getting a better understanding of 2023, I guess, because we're still so thinking no, about... So no, like, country in particular? No, nothing. Nothing okay. in particular. I'm, I'm actually staying quite clear of listening to national final songs. Are you? Yeah, okay. this year more so than last year. So I'm kind of going in with an open mind to, to national final. I do enjoy more. that sometimes. Yeah, just yeah. being the element of surprise, I yeah. guess. But I think just getting the songs and getting a better picture of how 2023 is shaping up, because at the moment we're still dealing with so many different mm. if, what's, maybes. Yes. So... Once the kind of pieces of the puzzle come together, we can get a better picture of maybe how certain countries will do in, in May. But yeah. that's probably my main end of it. Anything for you in particular? Uh, I, on a personal level, absolutely love Victoria from Sweden. <laughs> so I'm just hoping four times the charm. Really want to know what she's brought to Melody Festival in this year. Can she finally represent Sweden in Eurovision? Mm-hmm. Of course, we've got Loreen back too. Say. Very keen to see what she's brought and UMK, we've talked about that yeah. before in a previous episode, that Finland's selection is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So can Chacha Cha do it? Let's yeah. see. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing anyway. And plenty more. San Remo's coming up. Probably yeah. by the time this episode is released, we'll be in the thick yeah. of San Remo. And love a bit of that. <laughs> Fall still, asleep some nights I, watching San Remo. I still feel I'm absolutely knackered. So I'm like, oh, San Remo, here we go. It's a marathon, like, isn't it? Even though I guess it's better to I get I never over regret watching San Remo. No, though. there's always all the crap oh. that, you know, Twitter goes into melting. Amadeus. And yeah. Do you remember he had Manskin in the golf cart? Yeah. Oh, so funny. <laughs> and the memes. And then do you remember one of the pandemic years, there was a load of balloons in the audience? Yeah. Oh, so funny. Can't cope. Yeah. Lo- I love Italy. They're just bonkers. It's just unique. That's that's. I it. love Italy when they're not hosting Eurovision. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> and they're not they just... took San Remo a lot more seriously last year, which is fair <laughs> enough, I guess. That's the festival, you know, Eurovision's based on. They wouldn't upon, have a broken so... stage at San Remo. Oh, no, Jesus. That song <laughs> would have been working by a hook or by crook. They do have the orchestra, though, which is unreal. Yeah, yeah. Nice element. That could be a conversation for another podcast. Yeah. The orchestra. The anyway. Yeah, anyway, that is another episode done and dusted. If you want to listen to more, don't forget that you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Get in touch with us as well on our social media accounts. We're on so many now, we're hard to keep up. <laughs> uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at Airvision Podcast. Twitter is at Airvision Pod. We're YouTube. T- YouTube as well. YouTube. Airvision uh, Podcast. We have all our interviews with the Eurosong contestants up there, so keep an eye out on that. And also we're on TikTok as well. Woohoo. At Airvision Podcast, some fun little content coming up on that too. Yeah. So give us a follow on all of those platforms. Of course, as well, we'd really, really appreciate it if you left a review for us so other Eurovision fans may come across us. It's a bit easier for them. So just hit us. Um, Not hit us, but hit the star <laughs> button. <laughs> Smack us. Uh, just click the little star button and leave us a review. So thank you very much. But... Here with me, Griff. Yeah. All we got to say is for this episode is... Slong of all. Show us.